0: Hello, and welcome to the Anchor Podcast, a ministry of Rock Harbor Church. We want to help guide and grow you in your walk with the Lord by providing an in-depth study of God's Word. So please grab your Bibles and let's set a course for spiritual maturity. Here's Pastor Brandon with this week's message. We're going to do part two of Lot's dilemma and the way the way he got himself involved in uh Sodom and Gomorrah, basically, and and what the scriptures indicate to us is that there were five steps in which he took to get fully immersed and integrated into Sodom and Gomorrah. And last week, we studied two steps, and this week, we're going to study the remaining three because it's important for us to understand because our society is past Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? The things we're doing um, with children, the transgender movement, the whole gender reassignment surgeries, pu- uh, puberty blockers, that's past what Sodom and Gomorrah were doing. So we're at a stage now that um, at any time soon, judgment should be expected. And I think one of the judgments you're going to see, as you can see uh, on the prophecy update, is you better pay attention to your money. Okay? And I, 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 I want to make sure you understand, we talked about this on Wednesday night, that if they're going to crash things, which it appears that they are, and these banks are going to go insolvent, okay? I wouldn't make sure I'm putting my money in biblical wealth, okay? I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm telling you, look at what biblical wealth is, and I, I laid it out on Wednesday night. Um, And then I would start making sure my assets are in what we consider biblical wealth. And that includes things like gold, silver, real estate, land, guns, ammunition, food supplies, medical supplies, okay? Stuff that you can trade and barter, okay, on a black market, because... We have these banks collapsing, more are going to come. The whole thing is set up, that one uh, SV uh, uh, SVB or whatever it was, or P or whatever, that bank was a setup. That was a test case to see what was going on. And we're playing with fire right now, okay? And they're switching us to a digital currency. And so um, I would just make sure that... In the, in the case that something crashes or there's a run on the bank, that you have the ability to continue to function. Okay? I would recommend probably having a good stash of cash at home. Uh, I would recommend looking to biblical wealth and what that means and what that implies. And you don't want just simply certificates. You want the biblical wealth in your possession and if you have to buy a safe then put it in the safe okay and i'm just trying to get you ahead of the curve of what's getting ready to go down if your money is tied up in one issue and if it if it's in one bank and that bank becomes insolvent you might not get that back now you say well they're fdi assured forget that if they switch to a digital currency, that doesn't mean anything. So, as you can see, things are developing. And it's because of the sinfulness of man. Man wanting to control things. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. In the fact that uh, we're moving way past Sodom. So, uh, with that being said, we, like I said last week, the reason we're going in this direction is because the world is in control of Satan. He's the God of this world. We talked about that. And the fact that he, the whole system, the economic system, the commercial system, uh, even the religious system, other than true faith, is controlled by Satan. That's why you have the cults and different world religions going on. And we know where this is heading. It's heading for the tribulation period time. We're in the last days. So here's a snippet of how bad things are getting just this week. Okay? Drag is holy. There has been an assault on the rights of drag performers in this country, and we must call out the hypocrisy and the injustice. Jesus called himself a mother hen, longing to gather up her chicks. Gender is a construct, you see. And if Jesus can be a mother hen, then you can dress in drag. I've even heard it said that Jesus was, and humanity is, God in drag. So let me say this again for those of you in the back. Drag is holy. Hi, I was once a trans youth, and now I'm a happy 22-year-old trans adult student at New College of Florida. This is my health care. Okay. Don't tread on it. Senator Yarbrough has militarized the Florida GOP into the genital Gestapo. Ron DeSantis wants trans people dead. You are committing genocide. I grew up Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace yes. elegant, especially at Christmas time. So the last stage, white folks asking people of color, teach me about racism. I know I've got a problem. I need you to teach me about it. Now we've got white people looking for other white people who want to work on racism. We need to be one another's anti-racist white people. This is stage five. Or if we want to use, let's use Christian language. Okay. It's like you've been discipled. And now you're going to go out and you're going to... It's like Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. people that you're both disciples you go out and you go do the work God's redemption. Redemption is God's ultimate answer to the problem of original sin. We need examples that can serve as metaphors of what Jesus accomplished that show us Jesus' redemption? Well, it's kind of like that. I propose that the COVID vaccine is an image of redemption. Yes, the vaccine may have a distant origin story in abortion, but that past has been reworked and redeemed into something that saves life. Your 16 year old's had COVID. Your 16 year old gets better and now has recovered from COVID. You vaccinate them and they get myocarditis. Are you going to give them two more vaccines, your child? Give them two more vaccines. I'm not a clinician. I would have to discuss. You have children. I do. Have you vaccinated your children? I have. How many times? Three or four times. Three or four times. As you can see, our world's getting wicked by the moment. Digital currencies become more popular. We could see the end of cash. True. We're here there. We're here now, and it's happening. Food prices have increased under President Joe Biden's leadership fueling American hunger as nearly a quarter of Americans, a quarter, a quarter of Americans, okay, sometimes don't get enough to eat. An Urban Institute study revealed on Tuesday. They're causing a food shortage, okay? Mayor, uh, Mayor Bibbs uh, wants to put the 15-minute city model in Cleveland, For marginalized neighborhoods is basically enslaving people we talked about the 15 minute city and the new anti-defamation league audit finds 2002 had the highest levels of anti-semitism in 44 years in america and then they say you and i are dangerous they're the ones that are wicked and evil and they say you and i are dangerous how's that so 66 million americans want a national divorce I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that myself either. I don't, I don't know how to deal with somebody who's in the world of insanity, who's a guy and thinks he's a girl or a six-year-old girl prancing around. I don't know how to deal with that kind of person. In fact, I don't want to deal with that person. I'll give them the gospel, but as far as a society, I don't want to live with that person. But Lot did. Lot wanted to live among them. In fact, he was no, had no problem living among them. As Abraham separated himself in a, in a tent and would not go into those cities to become like them. But yet, it's happening. People are allowing it, and that's why 66 million Americans want a national divorce. We are dealing with people now that have lost their minds in wickedness and evil. And people keep supporting them. So, as we looked at... Last week, there's two things we looked at uh, 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 as his first steps going into Sodom. We looked at the world system will offers things that are off limits to God, and we discussed that last week. So this is the concept of he lifted his he lifted his eyes and he went for what he wanted. And really, it's wealth, okay? It's wealth, and he's going to compromise for the wealth. The second thing we looked at last week is that the world system appeals to our five senses as some worldly advantage or benefit with the promise of escape to a so-called paradise on earth. And so there, this is the idea right now in front of you of diversity, inclusion, and equity. That's the, 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 the moniker of, of what they're trying to do, okay? Of, of creating a paradise. Get rid of, get rid of white people. Um, get rid of capitalism. Get rid of uh, Christianity. It's that, okay? And then they'll have paradise. That's what they're going for. So Lot, Lot went for this. So he, Lot, Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. So he decided to, to not only see it, but then move towards it. So now let's start with what we're, we're at now, number three. So Lot sees it, he wants it, and, and obviously Sodom and Gomorrah represent the world. But here's the third level. The world system controlled by Satan, tempts people to believe that we can physically and emotionally and socially and spiritually be immersed in it and not be corrupted. That's the mistake Lot made. That I can go live among them and it will not have any effect on me. And that's that's the lunatic idea that he has that you can just go live in Sodom and it not affect you. And why was he wanting to live in Sodom? Because he wanted... What they had. So check this out. Genesis 13. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent. Even as far as Sodom. Now, pitched his tent means he hasn't really moved into the city, but he's close enough on the outskirts in order to do trade and barter with the Sodomites. So as you can see, he's moving closer and closer. He's not in it, but he's out there and he's doing business. And the thing about it is, as you notice the contrast, Abraham is like, I don't want to do business with these people. I I want to stay my distance from them. Because at some point, if I do uh, uh, business with them, they're going to corrupt me in some form or fashion. I'll have to compromise some of my values. And that's where Lot's at. And then the, the scripture notes... But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now, when it says exceedingly, uh, it means just, it's not just your average sinfulness. This is at the bottom of the barrel sinfulness. Like on the level of pedophilia. Like on the level of molestation. Like on the level of sex change operations. It's that level. It's that deep of a sin. And notice... The sinfulness, the hatim, was against the Lord. They were doing things on purpose against the Lord. Like when you say there are more than two genders, you're sinning against the Lord. Because you're going right against what he has said. When you practice and desire homosexuality or lesbianism, you are sinning in front of the Lord. Because you're going against the created order. You're going against what he has said. Right and wrong. Or in any other sin for that matter. This is blatant type of sin. Blasphemous types of sin. Yeah, all sin sends you to hell. But understand, there are degrees of sin. A white lie is not the same as killing 6 million Jews. It has a a, a deeper consequence for that. So there's degrees of sin. And this, their levels of sin are all against the Lord as an affront. And that's what our society is, right? Our society is doing things as an affront, worshiping creation, going green. That's all a a worship of the creation rather than the creator. So that's the level. So the principle that we derive out of this is from the apostle Paul. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits, it, is, it does make a difference who you hang out with. Now you say, well, I, I got to be in the world. And I got to work. That's true. And then I got to interact with unbelievers. That's true. And that's fine. But what is your purpose? Your purpose to interact with unbelievers is to lead them to the Lord is to show them the light of Christ is to demonstrate righteousness and holiness in front of them. But make no mistake. You can cross a line and become friends with the world and then you start acting just like them. And what the passage is trying to say in 1 Corinthians is you will become who you hang out with. Your clo- if your closest friends are a, a, a pack of unbelievers, you will act like an unbeliever at some point in time, just like Lot. You can't go against the principle. So we're in the world, but we're not of it. You have to keep a certain amount of distance with unbelievers still reaching out to them still giving the gospel still interacting with them but know where your lines are at and this is what lot doesn't know he doesn't know where the lines are at and what he'll do is get immersed into it and the bad company will corrupt his good character i try to tell my teenagers this all the time when they were growing up i said you're going to become like your friends and and, and it, it held true. It held true. And you know what? One of my my, uh, my one son told me. He goes, Brandon, uh, not Brandon, Dad. <laughs> he doesn't call me my my first name. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm not thinking straight. Um, he goes, Dad. He said, hey, my son's 18 now. He's a senior. He's graduating. And he finally got to his senior year and told me, my friends don't love me. They don't care for me. I said, why? Because all my friends do is offer me drugs and want to go drinking. So they don't care for me. I said, I'm glad at 18 you have just realized this because mom and I have been telling you this all through your high school years. That you have a bunch of degenerate friends. And you need to drop them like a bad habit. And, and I guess they don't, my kids don't listen to me. They, I don't know anything. You know, it's not like I've lived 50 years or not, but uh, you know, you know how it is. If you're a parent or a grandpa, they just don't listen. They listen to their peers. And finally, they're awakening out of the the, the mental illness when they become teenagers. And they're waking up and they're like, yeah, my, my, my friends don't care for me. I said, yeah, what idiot would you want to hang out with that would offer you drugs and say, hey, let's go get drunk? Why would you want to be friends with that? He goes, you're right. I, I, they, I, I don't want to be around them. I said, good. Now take that into the rest of life and apply that to anyone you become friends with or hang out with. If they're a bunch of degenerates, don't hang out with them. If you're, gonna, if you're going to be with them, evangelize them. But bad company will corrupt good character every time and you never get away. So people think I'm going to go into uh, a bar and I'm going to witness everyone in the bar. You're you're out of your mind. That's not the environment for that. What will happen is when you go into the bar, it will pull you down. You won't pull them up. You will be pulled down. That's how it works. And I wish every teenager knew this. I wish adults knew this. But this is the principle. And Lot apparently doesn't realize this. And he's going to go for it. So this brings us to the fourth point. The world system, if not resisted, will continue its corruption of people to the point that people will become wickedly and demonically insane. Are we seeing that? Yeah, they're wickedly and demonically insane. Which is Romans 1, right? Romans 1 says, when you suppress the truth and you keep holding it down, you go mentally ill. It's, you start acting wicked, but your mind goes crazy, your heart becomes darkened, and the word in Greek is you are moronized. That's where we get the word moron. When you suppress truth, you become a moron. And what that implies is you start going insane. And when you are insane, no one can talk to you, no one can deal with you. And that's our culture. This is why the Bible warns not to become friends with the world. You want to go insane? Hang out with a bad company. They'll make you go insane. They'll make you think so wrong. They'll make you see reality in a different way. And you'll be out of reality the way they think. Okay, so here's, here's the example of it. So remember, he's pitched his tent. But now look where we find him in Genesis 14. Then they took all of the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is a, a, there was a battle that went on uh, 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 between the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah and, and, the, and the five areas against four other kings. There was a big battle here, okay? And, and so the outside kings won against Sodom and Gomorrah and their allies, and so now they're ransacking Sodom and Gomorrah. But look what happened with Lot and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot... Abraham's brother's son who dwelt in Sodom. Wait a second. Do you see the progression? He goes from living on the outskirts with his tent facing that way to eventually just moving in. Now, why did he make that move? Well, I can guess it's something like this. Well, I'm trading bartering with the Sodomites. But man, every day I got to walk 15 miles into the city. And that's getting old. So out of convenience, I'll just move into the city so I can continue to do trade and barter with people and make my money and I won't have to I won't have to walk as far every day. That seems like conventional wisdom. But you're moving into Sodom. What? Are you an idiot? Yes, he is. You know why? Because he has a worldly mindset. It has captured his mind. And the Romans, one thing is starting to affect lot. He's actually moved into it. Who in their right mind would say, yeah, I want to go move into a den of thieves. I want to move into Hollywood. I want to move into downtown San Francisco. I want to move into downtown Chicago or Detroit or Minneapolis. Who in their right mind would think like that? Delusional people. People that are suppressing the truth, because those places are wicked. I want to move to Portland. Oh, you got to be out of your mind. So they took. So they took uh, Lot and his goods, and look at the goods. He's making money there. Now he had money before. He had a whole bunch of wealth before he went into Sodom, and you're thinking. Why isn't that wealth enough? Because you and Abraham were both made rich by Pharaoh of Egypt. Why why are you not content with your wealth? It's the same reason when they asked Rockefeller, aren't you content with the billions of dollars you have? What, What else do you want? And you know what Rockefeller said? One more dollar. Because greed... It's not satisfied with what you got. It wants more. And that's what led him into the city to be able to do this trade and barter stuff and make more wealth. But in doing so, he compromised. So he ends up getting captured. And Abraham has to go in there and rescue the guy. I mean, he's a knucklehead. He causes problems for Abraham like there's no tomorrow. But what's happening now that he's moved into the city? He has become a friend of the world. He's buddied up to them. He plays the same games. And let me explain what I mean by this on on a Christian level. I've talked to many business owners that are Christian. On Sunday, they put on their, their Sunday smile and they come in there and they act like a Christian. And then Monday through Friday, they act just like the world. They're cheating people in business. They're cutting corners. They're not putting everything they need to be putting down in, in, you know, in, in their estimates or whatever. And they go ahead and cheat people. And they deal with people very harshly. And you know what they say? Business is business. Yeah, you're just like the world. That's all you are is just like the world. You put on your Sunday smile and you just act like them outside. You are, you are acting like Lot. You're a friend of the world. So here's what happens. A friend of the world will start having the attitude and mentality and behavior of the world. That's what starts happening. Bad company corrupts good character. So you'll see it in the attitudes of people. This is why 54% of, of, of Christians support gay marriage. They have the attitude of the world. The mentality of the world. And this is why the behavior of Christians... Is so out, off, off the rails because now you can have practicing homosexuals uh, in your church serving, baptizing people, and that's nothing but the world. And you and I would have, I don't know, 20 years ago, no church in, the, in America would have said that. But now it's okay, it's kosher. They're adopting. Now, look at the attitude America has already adopted. And that's why, you know, we're in a post-Christian era. Biden drags U.S.-Israel relations to Obama era low. Now, this is because of a a non-Christian background. Because Christianity, true Christianity teaches that the Jews are God's people. And God has a plan for them, even though they're in unbelief, and one day they will come to faith in the Messiah. So, according to the Abrahamic covenant, you and I are to treat the Jews favorably. We are to bless them, not curse them. Otherwise, God will curse us, and if we bless them, he'll bless us. But since Christianity has been removed from society, you're watching America go more anti-Semitic, like I showed you from the ADL. We have a a 44% increase last year in anti-Semitism. Why is that? It's the removal of true Christianity. Fake Christianity, unorthodox Christianity, heretical Christianity hates the Jews. And don't let that that, that past your mind. So when I'm talking to the remnant believers, when we see them all over the nation and they're trying to say, what should I look for in a pastor, I said, ask him the first question, what is his stance on Israel? At that point you will know everything about if he's replacement theology, supersessionism, or doesn't give a rip about Israel, doesn't see a prophetic plan for them, leave immediately. Because that will tell you everything else about the guy on his theology. And this is why we're, we're at a, a low. New Gallup poll, more Democrats side with Palestinians than Israel. Of course. Evil always sides with evil. Do you understand there's no such thing as a Palestinian? It's made up. It was made up by Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat was born in Cairo. They erased his documentation. The KGB erased his documentation and made it say that he was born in Jerusalem. He was born in Cairo. And then the KGB, working with the PLO, started the PLO and said, call them Palestinians. There is no such thing as Palestinians. It's a complete lie. What are they? Arabs. Thank you very much. Arabs that no other Arab country wants. And becomes, and becomes Israel's problem. But yet, evil is always going to side with lies and, and stuff like that. That's what you see here. Biden's transsexual assistant, this nightmare. Secretary of Health suggests Americans will soon embrace gender affirming mutilation of children. uh, uh, Wills will turn on this. So, the gender affirming care, gender affirming care. No, this is called Dr. Frankenstein doing experiments on children. So, gender affirming care is mental health care. Yeah, right. Let's challenge that. It's a lie. When they do this to kids, the rate of suicide goes skyrocketing. And by the way, they know this truth. And here's the truth. When they say, well, we're going to gender affirm these people and cut body parts off of them to prevent suicide from happening. It's not true. Here's what happens. The reason these people think they're in gender dysphoria is because they're being misdiagnosed. Because the real issue is these people have depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety is what's the bottom line. It's not gender dysphoria. That's what they're attaching to anxiety and and depression. Okay? So they're not treating the anxiety. They're not treating the depression. They're just mutilating people. Well, guess what? Even if I mutilate you and you still have anxiety and depression... You still have the anxiety and depression after it's done. The reason the suicide rates are high is because of depression and anxiety, not gender dysphoria, and not because you and I say it's wrong. That's the truth of what's happening in the psychological world. And every psychiatrist knows it. Every psychologist knows it and are lying because they don't want their license taken away. They know it's wrong. They know what the truth is. It's not Gender dysphoria, it's anxiety and depression, which is happening to a lot of people. USA Today names transgender woman of the year. Woman of the year, can you imagine? We're living in a time where this dude with lipstick on is woman of the year. What world am I in? Am I in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? I mean, what reality am I in? Am I gonna watch the Oompa Loompas come out at some point in time? What's next? I mean, this is so ridiculous. This is a dude, and he's woman of the year? This was awful. Actress Drew Barrymore gets on her knees. This is a picture of America. America on her knees. So some dude who thinks he's a woman and dresses like a woman. Dylan uh, Mulvaney, a grown man who identifies as a girl, perfectly captures the current moment in American history. That's it. This is what we're going to go down with. On our knees in front of a transgender. That's America now. It's sickening. Do you see that we're past Sodom and Gomorrah? Holy smokes. It's bad. Now the church doesn't help us to put the, the church is pushing normalized weird sexuality in the church at an alarming rate. Wow. This, the guy's uh, so-called so a pastor, his name is Preston Sprinkle. <laughs> Frankly, it's, it sounds made up, I think. Who would name your kid? I'm going to call him Preston Sprinkle. Um, but this is the new thing, right? Crazy. Building bridges between LGBTQ individuals, their families, and the church. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they're having a, a conference about this, and Andy Stanley's hosting the conference. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Building bridges between practicing homosexuals and the church. That's awesome. San Diego pastor, Dragus holy. You saw that on the clip. So here's what happens. Woe to, uh, uh, woe to those who become friends of the world. Because look what James says. Adulterers and adulteresses. He's talking to believers, not unbelievers. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world, like Lot, makes himself an enemy of God. Lot, even though he's a believer, has become an enemy of God. And I I hate to say this, but the church, a lot of the church, has become an enemy of God, and they don't even know it. Because they have decided to become worldly. And once you become worldly, like Lot, and he's moved in the Sodom and Gomorrah, you become indistinguishable between... A believer and person of the world. They act the same. They do the same. There's no distinguishing lot. I don't want to be put in that position. I don't want to be friends of the world. Well, how do you prevent that? Don't compromise with it. It wants you. It offers its wealth, its goods, its services to you if you will compromise. And in order to get that wealth like a lot, you will have to give up some of your Christianity. And that's how you become a friend of the world. Five, last point. The person becomes fully integrated. So so Lot is not only just moved in, you watch. He He becomes fully integrated into the society and assimilated into the worldly society. Sin and evil practices are tolerated now at this point accepted as normal, and the sin of silence is practiced in order to function in the society. Does that sound familiar? The sin of silence. I want to continue to practice my, uh, um, my life in this world, so I'll just shut my mouth. I won't speak the truth in love anymore. I'll just become quiet because I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want to be fired. I don't want to say that the dude walking in our our office wearing a skirt and and red lipstick. I don't want to offend that. I don't want to get fired. That's, That's integrated. You have become integrated. So look at this. Now we move to Genesis 19. This is the fifth stage. Look where he's at. Now the two angels came to Sodom about ready to destroy it, right? In the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Thank you very much. He has now become the mayor. Sitting at the gate means he's involved in the social and leadership of the city. He has become a city official, because this is where the city officials would sit. He's on the council. He's on, you know, he's part of the eldership of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why he sits in the gate. That's where you would conduct business. This is where where all the political things would happen. All the decisions would be made at the city gate. And guess where he sits? He sits on the city council of Sodom. He mightn't be the mayor. He might be uh, chief of staff or whatever. He's now fully immersed into the city. Did you see the stages? One, two, three, four, five. Here we are. And by the way, Scripture calls him righteous lot. Peter does. Now, why would the scripture, Peter, call him righteous? Because Lot doesn't act righteous. It's referring to his position because he's a believer in Yahweh. He's been saved. Now, doesn't that shock you? Here is a saved individual. Peter says is righteous, forensically righteous, positionally righteous, but not practically righteous. I want to show you something. It is very, very possible for a believer to be saved and then live like the world the rest of their life all a lot and be saved so what's the penalty for acting like that number one you're going to lose all temporal blessings from god you have become an enemy of god even though you're a believer you become an enemy james chapter 4 and then you lose rewards all eternal rewards will be lost if you act that way and live as a worldly. And he almost got his life shortened had it not been for Abraham's intercession to plead for him to get him out of there. He would have been killed in that that destruction, which meant a shorter life, a shortened life, and that would be of a, a penalty for how he has acted. So, here's the thing. Once you're fully integrated... You you say things and act like just the world. So look at the church. Most of the church has become fully integrated. As an example, Pastor Mike Todd gives a confusing view on gay marriage. I don't know. You don't know? No, honestly. I wish God would have made it so much simpler and it was like A, B, and C. No, I'm serious. As a pastor, it's... Like, uh, he's like talking like a juvenile. So what do you think about gay marriage? I don't know. I don't know why he decided to do it like this. You don't know why God decided to make male and female. You don't know that as a pastor. You are fully integrated. Trans is the title. Transformation. Transformation can be here. What? You're loved here. I want you here. What are you talking about? We're talking about a a transgender and you're You're putting it in the category of spiritual transformation. Are you out of your mind? Yes, he is. He's been Romans one. He's fully integrated like lot. That's the problem. Look at what else he says. It's okay to feel like cheating on your spouse as long as you don't act on it. What? Man, man. My wife made me mad, so I want to go talk to the girl at my job. This is a pastor saying this. My natural response is, you treat me like that, I'm going to go do something that makes me feel better. Who talks like that? It's okay to feel it. Is it? Nobody has ever gotten in trouble for feeling it. (laughs) What? Everybody say, he's talking to the congregation, I can feel it. I can't act on it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm okay for you to feel blank. Uh, I mean, he's just in the pulpit cussing and stuff. Want to cheat on your wife? Want to cheat on your husband? Feel like leaving them nappy-headed kids? I mean, this is what he's saying from the pulpit. Quote, everyone say, feel it. God wouldn't have given you these feelings if he didn't expect you to feel it. But in the kingdom, we have to put our feelings through a filter. And we put our, uh, our feelings through a filter... That is how we serve the king. We do not act on everything that we feel. Well, you're wrong. It's not that you just simply don't act. You're not supposed to have illicit desires. Where did you miss that one at? You're supposed to curtail those desires. I think my master told me you're not supposed to lust. I think I heard him say that somewhere. So it's not just the acting, he's saying it's okay to lust after people, just don't act on it. That's the same argument that the, 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 the pro-homosexual church is saying. Well, you can be homosexual as long as you don't act on it, as long as you don't act on those homosexual desires. Wait a second, it's the homosexual desire that's wrong. It's the heterosexual lust after women or men that's wrong too. How did you guys miss that? But again, when you're fully integrated, these are the kinds of things you say. We're seeing it right now. This is what? Pope Francis brings a heterodox cardinal into their inner circle. And why? Because he says, I believe that sociologically scientific foundation of this teaching is no longer correct on gay marriage, on practicing homosexual. It's not sinful anymore, according to this cardinal. And I can tell you this. The Vatican is so corrupt. They are pro-gay. There's no doubt about it. There's a major, major undercurrent in the Vatican that these cardinals and bishops are all gay. There's a major undercurrent going on there, and that's why they got Ratzinger out of there. He was the first pope to retire. That doesn't happen. You know why? Because Ratzinger was going after the gay lobbyists in the Vatican, and they got him out of there. There's a big deal. Weird climate activist shaves her head during Mass as an act of repentance towards climate change. Yeah, fully integrated. Today, the Christian Climate Action is calling a whole sub-advancist to rid itself of all investments that finance the fossil fuel industry and its saddened and constructive activities, and instead to make investments Safeguard the environment and benefit our neighbors. As a member of Suffolk Diocese, Judith is cutting off her hair today as a sign of repentance in this season of Lent. With grief and alarm, we're still trying action members. Okay, that is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He's shaving his head as a sacrifice to save the planet. What is that? I guess they've created a new sacrament. Shave your head. It's kind of like a Nazarite vow. Shave your head in worshiping the creation. That's fully integrated, guys. That's what it looks like. You're here. You're past Sodom and Gomorrah. So righteous lot. Now, this is interesting. Check this one out. This will blow your mind. Righteous lot who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Okay. He's vexed. I feel vexed right now. The filthy conduct of the wicked for that righteous man. The reason he's called righteous is not that he's practically righteous. He is righteous because he's saved positionally. Okay. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul positionally, from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Now, wait a second. Hey, Lot, dude, if you didn't like it, why did you move in? Why are you at the, at, at, at the city council, or perhaps you're the mayor of, Lot, uh, 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 of Sodom, but you're, you're vexed by their behavior? It's troubling you. What would you as a counselor tell Lot? And he says, man, I don't know if I can take it anymore. I'm the mayor of Sodom. And and and, and Mike, uh, Keith, what should I do? Should I continue being the mayor of Sodom? Maybe I could clean this place up. What would you tell Lot? Get out, you idiot. You don't stay in a place that's so wicked it's unredeemable. And, I, and you know it's not, un, it's, it's not redeemable because you know what the Lord does to the place. It's unredeemable, and Lot is sitting there. Man, I'm vexed in my spirit. It it just—you're the idiot who moved in. Oh, wait a second. Now let's bring it to us. There's plenty of Christians that say, "I can't believe what society's doing." I can't believe that what my church is doing. They came out and they said that all white people need to apologize for their white privilege. And yet they still attend. They still give their money to that church. What's wrong with people? Lot knows he's, it's evil, it's wicked, and they won't leave. You know your church is corrupt. You got some guy uh, uh, practicing homosexual baptizing. Why doesn't First Baptist Orlando clear out? Why don't they all clear out and say, I'm done? Why do they keep staying? Why does Lot keep staying in a place he knows is evil? Because he gets something out of it. That's why. He, he's making his money there. His wealth is tied there. And now, now you bring it to the, 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 the culture here. Why does the church keep tolerating these crazy pastors that say these things? Because they're getting something out of it. And, and here's the thing. I don't know what all of they're getting out of it. But their ears are being tickled. They're being told what they want to hear. And they're being told things that make them acceptable in society. They're not willing to take a stand anymore. They have given up the fight. They're not with us anymore. They're Laodicea. And so they're giving it up for their worldly reputations, their worldly wealth, just like Lot. Lot compromised. That's what it was about. The reason he can complain about it and still stay there because he's compromised. The churches are compromised. And look at this. What a rebuke. Then they said, "These are the, the Sodomites, okay? A gang of rogue homosexuals wanting to rape the angels. Okay? This one came in to stay here. And he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man lot and came near to break the door or down the door. Do you see what they're saying? They're saying this to him. You moved in here. You accepted our ways, and now you want to say something about it. You don't get to say something because you're nothing but a hypocrite. You lived among us, and you never barked. You never said a word. And now you want to do it now? We'll treat you worse than we treat the angels. That's hypocrisy. Now, there's a special place for hypocrites in the kingdom, by the way. Matthew 24 reveals this. It's, it's like a, 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 this, this area in the kingdom is assigned to hypocrites in Matthew 24. And then he also assigns those who treat other servants, other believers badly, in this category of hypocrisy. And so there are going to be a whole slew of believers, like Lot, that are going to be in the kingdom because they're saved. Lot's saved. You can't deny that. They're going to be in the kingdom, and they're going to be in a section of the kingdom called the hypocrite category. Whether they wear something, whether they're assigned to a certain place, they will be known as hypocrites throughout the kingdom. Now, that's a badge I don't want to wear. But Jesus makes the point, you will be assigned to the hypocrites. Wow. Wow. And then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. But look at this. Lot was lingering. The angels had to take him by the arm and pull him out because he was lingering. His crazy wife was lingering. He met his wife in Sodom. He married a Sodomite woman, by the way. And they had Sodomite kids. And, 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 and he could barely get the son-in-laws to go because the, the girls married sodomites. And look how wicked the girls were. were. Do, you, do you know the story of what comes after this, of the two daughters of Lot that were saved? Dare I say it? Do you know what happened? They got their dad drunk, Lot drunk, and raped him. Do I expect anything different from a sodomite? They were raised in Sodom. You raise your kid in Sodom, he's going to turn into a sodomite to the point that the girls raped their dad while he's drunk. Oh, my lanta, you're out of your mind. Yeah, that's what you get with a sodomite. Don't let your kids marry sodomites, please. Don't let them, because they'll bring havoc to your your sons and daughters. So at the point, you got to be like Abraham. I don't care what the crowd's doing. I don't care what the world's doing. I will not join it. I will stay separate from it, and I will say no to it. You have to say no to the compromise. Like these people, this girl speaking out against them. Uh, Newsom uh, refusing to renew 55 million Walgreens. Good for Walgreens. Good for Walgreens. Why? Because the pharmacy chain refuses to sell abortion pills in, in some states. Good for Walgreens. DeSantis in Iowa. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Amen. DeSantis state compacted against, uh, uh, compact against ESG uh, is the blueprint to fighting federal corporate fascism. That's right. The ESG is destroying our economy. Here's the thing I want to leave you with and I got to go. How do I not compromise? How do I not become a friend of the world? It's this. Seek first the kingdom of God it's not seeking your wealth seeking your your more your uh, your safety and your security and your comfortable life you have to seek him and his righteousness well what does that mean it means that i must put his will and purpose as number 1 in my life and not my interests i have to have his interests as the agenda for me I can't be going off and I want to make money. Great. You'll end up like Lot and Sodom and all these things shall be added to you. What are the all these things? Everything you need to do your mission will be supplied if you prioritize his agenda, not yours. You won't have to worry about surviving. Everything will be supplied to you. That's a promise you can bank on. The Alpha and the Omega said that. So be like Abraham. Trust the Alpha and the Omega rather than going into Sodom and getting the world's wealth. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for what we can learn from Lot's declension into Sodom and Gomorrah. Father, we see it now in our churches Around the nation, around the world, we see it in our society, we're way past it. And we see the church is integrated now into Sodom, promoting crazy, off-the-wall things, saying the stupidest things in the world that a, a pagan would say. We see it happening, Lord. We ask, Father, you protect us from even getting close to that compromise. Prevent us from becoming a friend of the world. Help us to do our job to evangelize the world, but make sure that we you keep us separate, Father. And Father, I pray if there's anyone here today that hasn't come to faith, they would do so today. Place their faith. In Thanks for joining us for another lesson. We hope that this message is a blessing for you and helps you grow towards a more mature understanding of God's word. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website at rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember, keep looking up for our redemption draws near.